Never in a million years did I think I'd be able to sit in front of a microphone, spill my thoughts to the world, and best of all, get paid for it. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain you guys. Anchor has tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is completely and totally free. Yes, it is completely free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, you can download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm sure you won't regret it. Conspiracies, the paranormal, true crime, the unknown. Let's expand our mind one level at a time. Welcome to Planet Darkness. Welcome to another episode of Planet Darkness. Last uh, last episode that I recorded with my sister was a little intense. Uh, you know, if you guys heard it, it's uh, you know it's a pretty creepy situation. You know what she went through, um, but you know I do appreciate her being able to just sit down and you know tell us uh, tell us her story. However, upon hearing her story. Let's just say that, um, you know, I'm just, I'm curious. I'm curious to hear everybody else's stories. Anybody who's gone, who's had a paranormal experience, a paranormal situation, a life-changing experience, because this is what the, what it is. It's a, uh, it's a life-changing experience. Um, I know that many people do not believe, you know, in ghosts and, and the paranormal in um, the devil but I can assure you guys that it is very very real you know just like me personally just like how I believe in God I know that there's there's a devil right I've never actually had anything uh, paranormal or anything uh, dark besides that uh, you know sleep paralysis situation that I had um, if you guys haven't heard about that it's on my very first episode um, you know that sleep paralysis now there's obviously a uh, logical explanation to that but you know that's just the uh, that's exactly what it is it's just an explanation it doesn't make it real um, and yeah like I said earlier you know I've never had anything happen to me knock on wood um, but I now I am curious to to explore um, and just listen to people listen to what they've been through um, you know, last week I had my sister, um, you know, today's episode is, uh, is going to be, uh, on my, my good friend Dina. She, she and I used to work together in the past. Um, so we, you know, she was the guest of today's episode and, uh, you know, she's, she's, she told us, you know, or she, uh, yeah, she told us her story. So, um, uh, you know, if you guys know anybody or if you guys, uh, would like to be on the show because you guys, you know, have gotten through something like that. By all means, you know, reach out to me. You know, uh, reach out to my Instagram if you follow me. If you don't, it's at Eddie Cruz with three Z's, uh, ninety-two. Um, you're you can always, uh, you know, send me a quick DM, um, and we can, you know, go ahead and do this remotely. You won't have to come, you know, to me. We can do it uh, from uh, from the comfort of our own homes but uh you know uh, today's episode is going to be another paranormal uh story um so let's go ahead and uh and get this started So first and foremost, I do want to thank my good friend, Dina, for joining us uh, today. 
Um, you know, I know that we have busy schedules sometimes, but you know, thank you very much. If you guys don't know her, my friend Dina, I used to actually uh, work with her. You know, back in uh, in her auto insurance days. What? Well, I mean, I'm sure she's still in auto insurance, but you know, we used to work at Same Day Insurance. Uh, shout out to the Same in, Same Day Insurance team. But uh, thank you very much, Dina, uh, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, really excited to hear this. Uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm not only excited, but I am a little bit nervous, you know, to uh, to listen to your story, um, you know, from from the earlier conversations that we had a few days ago. You know, it, it's uh, it feels like it's going to be pretty intense. Um, but yeah, without any uh, you know further ado, let's uh, if you want to go ahead and get started, you know, we can go ahead and get started. Okay, so. Let's see, where do I begin? <laughs> it happened about two years ago. Um, I was barely starting to get into the insurance business when I had to quit my job. I had to quit my job due to a family emergency. Um, so I was just maybe doing like Uber, Lyft. Uh, I'm a full-time mom. So I had to, you know, make a way to earn some money. You got it. Until, you know, everybody has Instagram, everybody has Facebook. So one late night I was um, on Instagram and I saw this girl that, um, whom I've known since maybe like middle school, you know, she was a middle school classmate. Um, you know, we grew up, we have kids. Um, she was a stripper. Nothing wrong with that. No judgment to any of the stripper followers of yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do what you got to do as a mom. That's right. And um, so I recall her posting on her, on her story that um, she needed a babysitter to go to work. And from what I remember, um, she, she didn't have any family in L.A., so, you know, for her to go ahead and post that on social media, I, I, I placed myself in her, in her shoes. I mean, like I mentioned, I had to quit my job to be a stay-at-home mom full-time. So she was willing to just let anybody babysit for her kid. And as a mom, I took the initiative and, you know, I volunteered, basically, to babysit. And... She messaged me. She messaged me back saying, um, "Yes, if I could be at her house by midnight." And I said, "Yeah, no problem." So, real I quick, uh, Dina, I cut you off. Um, just so you said that she posted this on uh, like a Instagram post, just that she was just looking for any babysitter. Yeah, just anybody to randomly babysit her child. And she, uh, she, so, uh, so I guess people knew that she was a stripper or or yeah she's very open about okay. her lifestyle yeah she's very very open about her lifestyle as far as you know posting videos and you know con you know stripper club content on her you know on her page so but to me it was just like anybody to babysit my kid you know i don't know i know you're a parent too so it's kind of like i wouldn't just leave my child with a random person you know exactly that's why uh that's that's why i asked you that because uh i mean just yeah. to have anybody you know basically whoever responds first um <laughs> right but uh I'll, I'll let you continue so you know i go i show up and she she told me she's like i usually get back around 5 a.m 6 a.m the latest i said no problem sounds perfect because it gives me enough time to go home and you know take care of my kids and you know send them off to school get them ready so I stayed there that night with her baby um, everything was fine she lived in a two-story house with roommates um, she, she stayed up in the second level everything was fine I, I went in with the pure intention of just babysitting and doing her a favor, a mom-to-mom -mom favor. So, okay. and this is the first time I ever tell the story to anybody besides, like, my family. Damn, so I appreciate it. 
Um, also, real quick, uh, how how so how old is this baby? You know, just approximately. Uh, at the time, the baby was maybe about a year and a half, almost oh, okay. two. Okay. Yeah. So, um, she gets home exactly como ella dijo. She was there like at five thirty in the morning. You know, she came up running, stomping up the stairs. The baby woke up, and I. She asked me how the baby did overnight. I said everything was fine. And she's like, well, thank you so much. I'm like, you're welcome. I got up. And she she said, she told me, she's like, well, I left you some uh, some money on my dresser. And that kind of shocked me because I ne we never spoke about her paying me anything, anything. But once again, I was jobless, working, you know, doing lift. And so that money that she gave me, I really appreciated it. And um, so the that same day in the afternoon, uh, she messaged me. She's like, hey, do you think you can do it again tonight? And I'm like, hell yeah, I need the money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm he, like, she was yeah. being uh, pretty generous then when it comes to, to the pay, I'm saying, I'm thinking. Um, I mean, I was only there with that baby for like five hours and she gave me like 90 bucks or something like that. Got it. Okay. And you know, I literally got paid to take a nap with the baby. Because he, she, he or she was already asleep when you got there. She was actually awake the first night when I got there. Okay. Okay. So then the second day that I go, um, same thing. Um, I got there maybe a little bit before midnight. And, you know, she was like, I'm so happy you got here a little bit earlier. It gives me a little bit of time to shower and get ready. I'm like, yeah, you know, do you? I'm here with the baby. And quick, quick little like side note. I saw her naked so many times. Okay. And this is very important because towards the end of the story, <laughs> got I it. saw her naked so many times. Saw that she had tattoos, piercings, everything. Okay. So, so she was comfortable around you, basically. Yeah, I mean, she's comfortable, I'm assuming, in the locker room with a whole bunch of women, you know, naked women. Hey, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she used to tell me she was really religious. She was, like, Christian. She had a Bible in her room. She was, she listened to, like, uh, Christian gospel music or, and, um, at the, be at the beginning, I felt comfortable. We can say it that way. Mm -hmm. um, the second night that I fell asleep, um, I had this random dream. I had a dream where uh, she came up the stairs, like always stomping and baby waking up. She knew what time her mom got home. Um, but as she came inside the room, her face started like shifting kind of changing where she looked very um diabolica y su voz su, su voz cambió she came up the the stairs agitada and i asked her i'm like hey what happened and she's like some bitches steal my money at the club and i was concerned in my dream you know this is a dream i'm having in her home yeah and she's like, some bitches try to steal my money. I'm like, are you okay? Do we need to call the police? Anything? As I'm asking her these questions, her face just starts changing. Um, her voice sounds very diabolic. And I wake up. I didn't mention anything to her. And maybe like 30 minutes after that, she got home. Same thing. She left me money on the dresser. And I took off. And this was on uh, uh, what night? Uh, night two or night three? Night two, yeah. Night two. Okay, so this is the night day after. Night number two, yeah. Okay. And I should have just started off by saying I'm very sensitive to bad vibes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, just can you I'm explain? I'm very, um, yeah, like I'm very sensitive to to people's vibes, like. Um, or homes, you know, when you feel like you're just not, there's, there's like, um, se siente como una aura pesada, or um, just like... Very hostile? Negativity, yeah, a lot of negativity. Okay. So, I, I already didn't like that dream, you know, but once Did again... Did you feel that soon as when you got there the first night? 
No, not the first night. Not at all. Okay. So by the third night, um, I got there. Same thing as always. She got ready. And I remember um, she had a little tiny closet in a corner of her room, which faced straight to her um, to her bed. And when I would lay down with her baby, I would sleep crossways, you know? And I would be facing that closet. And I remember I was so tired that day. Remember, like, I'm going to her home at midnight, coming back home to my home at 6 in the morning, getting my kids ready, doing, like, daily housewife stuff, basically, right? (laughs) And so I'm just, like, tired, 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 that I just fall asleep. Um, and as, as soon as I, as soon as I start, start falling asleep, I start having a dream in my dream. It's like very blurry and I know I'm in her room and I'm facing her closet. It's like very blurry. The closet is very dark and I see what I feel is a man in her closet. He's wearing all black and he's wearing a black fedora hat. Pero no lo puedo ver de enfrente. I see, I see him on um, sitting like sideways and as I'm trying to kind of like clear my vision mm-hmm. he, he starts lifting up his face and I'm staring because I'm curious to know who this person is or what this thing is but as he's lifting up his face I get nervous and scared I wake up I just wake up and when you saw this well, you know, this, I guess this, uh, this figure, um, did you know that you were like in a dream state or, uh, like, did it feel like it was it real? It felt very life? real. Very real? It felt very, very real because one of the things that I, I mean, I always felt scared to even look at that closet. That's why it felt really real. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What ended up happening is that morning I ended up telling her, I told her, I'm like, hey, you know, um, I told her about the first stream. I'm like, hey, is everything okay at work? Have you had any problems or anything like that? And she told me, she was like, no, everything's fine at the club. I get along just fine with all the girls. She's like, but we do have a new roommate downstairs and she's kind of weird. So she... I felt like she already knew, like she she felt like some type of connection as to like my emotions in that home that mm-hmm. she tried to play it off. So, you know, same thing as always in my head. I'm like, I need the money. I need to pay yeah. off some bills. I'm going to keep on doing it. So that week, a weekend came around and I had a party to go to in Tijuana. And she had asked me if I could babysit for her. And I said, you know what? Yeah, I think I can do it. I'm going to come back home early. I'll make it I'll make it just in time to your house. And she said, okay, I'll wait for you here. But when I got home from Tijuana, um, I, I had spoken to my ex-husband and I told him, I was like, you know what? I just don't feel like going. And he's like, well, don't go if you don't want to, you know? It's not like you're not obligated. And I said, yeah, you're right. I'm pretty tired. So I messaged her, telling her I wasn't feeling well. And that was that. I went to my bedroom, put I put my girls to bed. Um, my ex-husband told me he was going to do some stuff around the house. And I didn't think anything of it. I went straight to my room and covered up. And as I'm falling asleep, I hear my front door kind of like creak. And I'm thinking, oh, it's him. He's probably like feeding the dogs or something, right? Uh-huh. And I just feel my left arm like floating up in the air. Just like somebody grabbed my arm and and was trying to wake me up to go okay. to her. Oh, shit. Eddie, I, I started feeling like I was going crazy because when I felt my arm floating up in the air, I yeah. I kind of like snatched it out of whatever was holding me and yeah, I that's tucked what I would my do. arm under my blanket and I'm like, I'm going to have happy dreams, happy dreams, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. But I started hearing voices in my head. 
it's so weird i started hearing like diabolic voices saying what are you waiting for do it go you love the money go i swear just like that i get the chills all the time what are you waiting for go you love the money do it for the money immediately i started praying i'm like no god if it's not from you i don't need it i don't want it i'm fine like my time will come and this is not my time and you're telling me it's not my time um at that moment that's all i could do i could pray right yeah so uh the next day came around and i was like you know what like that's that's just not gonna scare me away i need to i was so close to paying off this one bill and i'm like i can do it like what's a few more days and a few more nights you know hey dina though real quick before you move on um so when you felt your arm uh basically being elevated uh did you feel like somebody was like trying to pull you up no they literally grabbed me from like kind of where my elbow is and it was just like like you say elevating up but got it somebody was pretty much helping me wake up and when you felt that so once you felt your arm like that uh that woke you up it did yes it woke me up and you said you snatched your arm back and uh tucked it in and that's when you heard the voices yes that's when i heard the voices so the what is it night three i want to say um i go back to her to her house and i told her i'm like you know what something weird's happening to me i don't know what it is it's weird and then she's like oh well i'm gonna pray for you and you know because otra vez ella siempre me decía y se la daba de muy cristiana mm-hmm. I'm gonna pray for you and your family and I hope everything's right and everything turns out okay anyway so me quedé esa noche ahí en su casa otra vez this time around um, I was just so tired I feel like I have not been sleeping well that um, I, I fell asleep I fell asleep right away and the baby was already asleep so um i felt the baby move and when i felt the baby move i wanted to open up my eyes to see you know where she went to and Mm -hmm. i remember it had just rained i was wearing um sweats like a a thick sweater some boots and some really thick socks and i would always take my own little like throw on blanket and I remember the baby moved. And when the baby moved, I tried to open up my eyes. And I couldn't open up my eyes, Eddie. And then I started feeling very, very scared. Because I was trying to open up my eyes. And I couldn't. And I wanted to speak. I wanted to say something. And I couldn't even talk. Shit. I don't know how long that went on for. But I couldn't even say, like... No pude ni hacer ni una oración, nada. I was, estaba muda. Uh-huh. Until finally I said, I think I said, Jesus Christ, what's happening? And when I said the word Jesus Christ, I was able to open up my eyes. Oh, shit. And I was so scared. I couldn't go uh-huh. back to sleep. And finally, when I was kind of catching my sleep again, she used to have a Bible on her dresser. And... It was kind of like windy. It had just rained, so it was a little windy that night. And I thought she had left like a window open or something in her room because it was really chilly in there. Mm-hmm. That I heard like uh, one of the Bible pages flip by itself. Uh-huh. And somebody asked me when I when I told the story to a friend. She asked me if I ever. Uh, looked at the Bible to see where it landed or anything like that and I said no like I was just so scared you know there's a lot of people that use the Bible for bad things not just the good stuff Uh huh. so I was just really scared and I never touched any of her stuff and so that was it 
I said, you know what? I'm going to stop coming around for a little bit because whatever energy she had in her home, I started bringing it to my home where I couldn't do dishes. I couldn't do laundry. I couldn't even go in the bathroom by myself. I was so afraid to look at myself in the mirror because I felt like I was going to see a different reflection. It wasn't me. I was scared to look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. So, um, my ex-husband, he told me, he's like, you know what? You're just stressed out. You haven't been sleeping well. Um, you know, you're concerned about your job and, you know, taking care of the girls and then going over there to babysit at night. It's just too much for you. He's you're like, overwhelmed. He's like, why don't you just like maybe smoke a little bit of weed and relax? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? That doesn't sound half bad. I think I can do that. You know, why not? Yeah. So I remember we smoked a little bit of weed and we were sitting down on the couch and I was kind of, my couch was long enough for me to like, kind of like rest my legs up. And he was like on the opposite side in the corner. And I remember we're watching like a, a show on TV and and I don't know where like I just start falling asleep like I I start falling asleep and I hear the front my front door open again right Mm -hmm. I hear I hear my front door open and I didn't think anything of it I'm like he's here like he heard it or maybe it's just my imagination right and he's so into whatever it is that we were watching that my left arm starts elevating again, Eddie. Mm-hmm. And I snatch it back and I wake up and I tell him, I'm like, please tell me you saw that. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, did you hear the door open? He's like, no. I'm like, did you did you see my hand like floating up in the air? He's like, no, like you're tripping, like go to bed or something. And I'm like, no. And then out of, out of nowhere, we just hear like this loud, really, really loud buzzing sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where's that coming from? Is that like the TV? Lower it down, right? And then he's like, it's not the TV. So, so you can hear it too. He could hear it. Yeah, this time he could hear that. And and I'm like, okay, well then go check up on the girls. You know, they're alone in the room. My daughters were asleep. And finally he opens the door to our restroom and one of my daughter's electrical toothbrushes had gone off by themselves. And again, that, that night when I went to bed, I heard it again. I heard those voices. What are you waiting for? Go. Do it for the money. You love the money. And I remember just closing my eyes and again I prayed. I said, Jesus Christ, you know, if it's not for me, it's not for me. You don't want me there. I won't go back. But I did ask him to open up my eyes to see what it was. So You asked uh, Jesus to open up your eyes. Yeah, I wanted to see what it was or, uh-huh. or what I had gotten myself into. Yeah. So I remember I... Um, I told my grandma about what was going on and at that time that I, that I had left my job was because my grandma went to Tijuana to take care of a sick uncle and they um, at the at our home in Tijuana they would host um, meetings with uh, con un pastor de una iglesia in Tijuana yeah. and he would go every like Thursday you know kind of like a mini church in in our home in Tijuana and she told me to go and I said you know what I I am gonna go but I'm not gonna go this weekend because I was determined to find out what was going on with this girl so you knew something was up with this with everything that was going on most definitely I felt it I felt it you know it was related to her of course yeah now, uh, before before we, we, we go on, um, I know that you would hear voices, uh, you know, you would hear your door basically can you open. Hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me, Dina? Hello, Eddie? Yeah, can you hear me? Miss Dina? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? 
Christina. We're having technical issues, guys. I don't know what's going on. Hello. Uh, but uh, this story is getting really, really creepy. Uh, so we're going to have to uh, figure out what's going on. But we'll go ahead and get this started once again. All right, guys. So, uh, you know, apologies. I, feel, I think we were having some uh, technical difficulties. Um, I mean, like I, I said earlier, this, this story is getting uh, pretty intense. Hopefully it's nothing related to, uh, to the story that Dina is telling us about. But um, Dina, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. So, uh, you know, we left off. Um, I was asking you a couple questions. So, you know, at this, at this uh, time, um, you know, you're basically, you're hearing your, do- your front door open. You're feeling your, your arm levitate when you're, when you're laying down, when you're, when you're falling, uh, falling asleep. Um, you hear these voices throughout the day, throughout, you know, I would say, I don't know, you know, the middle of the day in the morning. Um, did you experience anything else? Um, you know, anything like, uh, you know, maybe, I'm not sure, like seeing shadows or feeling anything in, in your home? Yeah, so all the time after after that, um, I would just wake up in a bad mood all the time. I was, um, I was scared. Like, um, like you I mentioned paranoid? to you. I was, I was paranoid, yes. That's a, that's exactly the word that I, you know, fits perfect for this. I was very much paranoid. Um, you know, I was, I would be standing in my kitchen washing dishes and I, felt like something was right behind me at all times at all all times um it got to the point where um i did not want to be alone i did not want to be left alone um so uh moving forward uh i i had another dream that i remember i was um in my dream I was in my house and I could hear my dogs barking I have um, at that time I had four pit bulls and I could hear my four pit bulls just barking the front mm-hmm. the front of my house and at the same time I could hear my ex-husband talking to someone asking that person who are you what do you want very um repitiendo over and over until I come out of my house and it's like a it's it's almost kind of like a sunset um and I see him standing in front of my in front of the gate asking this person standing in front of a tree that's very close to my home I mean it's steps away from like my front gate to the right um when I open the door, I come outside and like halfway out my driveway, I see that it's the man that was in this girl's closet. It's this tall man dressed in black with that black fedora hat. When I come out, he's standing in front of this tree, turning towards me and my children are running out the front door and I tell them to run back inside. Because whatever this thing was, this man was, followed me from her home to mine. But for some reason, could not pass my gate. Could, because every time I go to sleep, I always, I always pray, right? I always pray to God. And I always mention, because you have to say this out loud, or so I've heard, like, no bad anything is allowed to enter my home ever Mm -hmm. God walks the halls in my home in my room everywhere this thing was not welcomed in there and he knew that so I go back to this girl's house she goes to work but that night I could not sleep at all Eddie I I couldn't sleep I was like waking up every like 20 minutes 
se me hizo esa noche eterna. Like, super long. So finally, when she gets home, I tell her, I'm like, please don't kick me out of your house. Like, I'm so tired. And she's like, oh, you're being silly. She's like, I never kick you out of my house. You always run off. You always leave. And then she's like, you couldn't sleep? And I said, no, I, I couldn't sleep at all. And she walks towards her closet. And remember, I've seen her naked. I've seen everything. Okay. Yeah. She walks up to her closet and she's like changing her shirt. And she's pulling up her shirt. When I see something on her back. And as she's like halfway taking off her shirt, I say, hey, what's your tattoo? What is that on your back? And she stops taking off her shirt like halfway and she turns back and she makes this voice saying like oh that and I'm like yeah what is it and then she kind of stood quiet I'm like you have the Santa Muerte tattooed all over your back oh shit so you hadn't seen that in the past? I had not seen that in the past. And so this is like, uh, a, obviously, I know, you know, some of us basically, uh, you know, know the the way it looks like, which is basically like a, like a skull with like, a, um, like with... Uh, like the Reaper, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's how it looked. That's the look of the Santa Muerta. So she turns back and she says, all that. I'm like, yeah, like, why do you have it? Right. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, I used to pray to it. I'm like, well, excuse me. You know, like, what? I never knew this about you. And I'm like, well, what did you, what would you ask for? And she says, well, money. Everybody asks her for money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, out of curiosity, I'm like, so this thing would give it to you? And she says, yes. She's like, there would be times when I would go to the club, it would be dead. She's like, but as soon as I would hit stage, she's like, I would make it rain. She's like, I would be coming home with two G's, three G's a night. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but I stopped praying to it and I threw away her altar. She's like, I threw it away when I was pregnant with my daughter because she would have like dreams of this thing telling her to basically um, um, que le ofreciera su hija sacrifice to sacrifice yes so she, she says she threw away the altar and everything and she says she was driving one time in the freeway and um, she was basically like sandwiched between two semi trucks She's like, that bitch tried to kill me and my daughter, but we're both alive. Yeah. And, you know, so that was, that was my, that was my thing. That was the sign that I was asking God for. So I go home and I make arrangements to go to Tijuana, I think the next day. And I meet up with my grandma uh, at her house in Tijuana. And then... Llega el pastor, it was just a few of us, it was like el pastor, su ayudante, um, my dad, one of my, two of my uncles, me and my grandma. And, you know, everything that I just told you and your listeners, I told to the pastor. And he explained to me how many... Many would believe that in order for her to truly leave and, you know, be free from that cult, she would have to sacrifice another soul. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much what she was trying to do with me. Either to engage me into the the religion or Uh basically just gift my soul to to whatever this thing is because oh. there's nothing saint about la santa muerte the, the santa muerte is the devil 
that's what it is and you know I respect all religions but when it comes to when it comes to you know things like that I don't uh-huh. take very lightly like I said I respect everything but I'm a I'm a believer in God so you know after we we had our discussion about what he believed it was and you know my experience um he decided to do a prayer for me so we were there we were gathered in in a circle we're sitting down and me acuerdo el pastor se levantó he comes next to me and he places his his hand on my head and he starts saying a prayer um i closed my eyes and when i closed my eyes i was trying to focus on the words that he was saying in the prayer but i couldn't i for some reason i couldn't focus on what he was saying and i felt like um you know kind of like when you're listening to music and you have like your your headphones on or whatever and the music's too loud and somebody's like talking to you and you just kind of hear like mumbling yeah that's exactly what it sounded like when he was talking and saying the prayer for me it felt like something was covering up my ears so that the words that he was saying wouldn't enter until i until i captured that like i felt it right like i'm like what is this what am i doing like no i believe in god i'm a child of god and i accept god in my heart and and in my life so as soon as i said those words and i closed my eyes and i really started like focusing on what the pastor was saying i i started feeling like this huge 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 weight lifting off my shoulders that when i opened up my eyes eddie i saw this and this was inside my my grandma's house i see this big huge black cloud just kind of like fly out the front door so just down damn dina neta that is crazy i felt relief after that you know yeah so just to uh you know clear some things up so when when you saw la santa muerte did you ask her how come i'm seeing this right now but you didn't have it like a few days ago Dina? Hello. Can you hear me? Hello, Eddie? It's more of these uh, technical failures, guys. Now, this has only happened with this story. It hasn't happened, you know, in the past, but um, we'll get back to Dina in a bit. Alright guys, uh, I apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, honestly, I this has never really happened in the past. I've never had issues like this. Um, so I have uh, Dina with us here. Um, Dina, I was uh, asking regarding, uh, you know, the tattoo on on this, uh, this friend of yours or this former friend of yours. Um, so you had seen her naked lots of times. So lots did you ever ask her why if she had just gotten that tattoo or how come you hadn't seen it in the last couple of days that you were there honestly i was just so afraid i didn't want to know anything about it um but i am positive that it's not something that she had gotten um within those days that i was there because it was a big piece it was covering a big chunk of her back got it so um you know we were at the part where you uh the pastor was uh doing a prayer for you um and then you accepted you know god um because you couldn't you know hear what the pastor was saying mm-hmm. um and then you saw this uh black uh fog or mist uh basically uh, just leave your your grandparent your grandma's house yeah yeah so, so after, after i saw I that big cloud big just cloud like, like pretty much pretty run much off, off. Um, um, I felt I like felt a huge like relief I felt, I felt not scared not anymore. anymore 
not scared of being by myself, not scared of driving by myself. Um, I just felt me again. So you, the paranoia basically uh, went away. It did, yes. Now, was that the last time that you uh, that you ever went to that girl's house? Did you guys remain like acquaintances, or what happened to your relationship with this uh, with this lady? Well, no, no I never I went never back to her went house. We still, I mean, I not mean, keep not in keep touch, touch per se, per se but, but, I, but I, we follow we each follow other like on social, social media. media. Did you ever discuss this, um, what the pastor, you know, said to you with her? I didn't. I didn't. Um, uh, I just kind of distanced, distanced myself, myself from, her. from her. That was that it. Was, I don't I wish, wish her any her bad. Uh, I wish I her, her peace. peace. I wish I her and her daughter... Good thing. That's it. That's and it. you know what? Deep down, Deep I feel down, like that like little girl, little girl um, uh, suffered as well because, because uh, I believe I, little, little little kids, little children, children are children able to see things, things that adults can't see sometimes. sometimes. And that little and that girl little was scared. scared. Yeah, I've heard that. You know, they have that... Uh, Sixth sense. Correct. And if you and allow me to continue, continue being a guest, I have many other stories about Sixth Sense. Now, was this, are these stories about you or about anybody else? It's all about me. Oh, damn. So you have a, a couple of stories. Yeah, of course. You know, um, I appreciate you, um, you know, being uh, available and being, you know, to tell me and uh you know the listeners your stories um your story today um you know i'm not i'm not gonna lie it feels like the situation that you were going through and just because i'm really into you know paranormal and i and i watch a lot of documentaries um you know i'm just uh i guess a fanatic um maybe you know they were you were like you were in the early stages of possession you know um that's it what is. that's yes. what uh known that you know those are the early stages that paranoia that you know you, you being frightened uh not being uh always feeling like somebody's watching you yeah uh, so uh you know i'm just glad that you were able to you know listen to your to uh to your family in this case who basically recommended you you know to go talk uh, to the pastor to the church and and stay away from from uh, these situations yes yeah. and you know a good thing that you it's you make a very good point because a few days after you know i came back home and they kind of did like a little cleanse for my home as well i left my children in Tijuana with my grandma i came back to my house i did a prayer around my house because i had brought this energy from from her home into my home and i didn't want it to affect my children Yes. So, so I did prayer around my home. I cleansed out. Um, later, when I spoke to my grandma, and and she, and she confessed, confessed to me, she's like, she told me, she's like, this is you, like this is the Dina that I know because the Dina from a few days ago when you had come to me, she's like, I would look at your eyes, and I would be scared to look at you straight in the eye because it wasn't you. That's what, That's she, what said. she said. You know what? And uh, sorry to you know just cut you off, but basically, um, I recently just had my sister on the show uh, about a, about two weeks ago, um, and she not exactly the same situation that you you went through, but she did um, basically play with you know these malignant games, you know like La Ouija, um, <laughs> these uh, these pencils. Uh, she ended up playing with that. Um, and, uh, when she went through all this, uh, I was a young boy. I was, I would say like five years old. And, uh, my mom always told me that I was, uh, 
and my sisters as well you know i was always following that sister you know my sister adriana i was always with her um being in her room whenever she went out like i wanted to go out with her and when she was going through this um you know i didn't want to be around her i didn't want her to look at my my face because i would say that she was like scaring me so you know just by you mentioning what your grandma told you you know it, it really basically it's a similar situation you know with with what my sister went through Mm -hmm. and my grandma also mentioned to me that later on uh, the pastor Uh, pastor spoke spoke to her her. and he also also confessed confessed to her that during the prayer that he was doing doing for me he felt felt a very very strong strong negative negative energy energy. and And he said he he couldn't even declare it as an exorcism and that's the story story. you know i'm getting i'm actually getting uh well i've been getting chills you know ever since you started this uh (laughs) uh, you know it's uh it's crazy and i i appreciate like i said earlier you know thank you um a lot of people you know who goes through situations like this don't really want to talk about it um you know i mentioned to you you know the last couple of days that we talked that you know, my mom doesn't want to be in, you know, any part of this at all. And she has some really, really, really great stories. But because she's afraid of the same reason that, you know, that, you know, if she remembers or if she just starts, you know, reminiscing and talking about it, that it can uh, it could reopen or, you know, uh, uh, open portals that you don't want to be open. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. You know, yeah, uh, there's a saying in Spanish, que recordar es volver a vivir. Exactly. So, so I agree I with agree. Well, um, you know, I'm actually, uh, I'm hoping that she, dis- you know, I can convince her because, uh, you know, you guys are going to be uh, amazed at what she has to, you know, bring to the table. But Dina, again, thank you very much. Uh, like I said, I appreciate everything. Um, thank you for, you know, being on the show. Um, and uh, hopefully we can get you on here, um, you know, to hear more of those stories. Yeah, of yeah. course. Thank you so much, Eddie. Have a great night. Thank you for listening. Thank you. For listening. Um, thank you.